This is your Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, it's St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm not wearing any green. I know, me neither, but that's okay. Nobody can see me anyway. Social distancing, (laughs) no one can get close enough to pinch anyway. Uh, Yes, that's true. Pinching would be considered uh, a faux pas. So I am celebrating St. Patrick's Day. I love St. Patrick's Day. I'm a citizen of Ireland, as are my children, even though I do not look like it and my name doesn't sound like it, but it's my favorite holiday and I happen to get to the store. Why? Yeah. Because there's no obligation at all. You don't have to buy people presents. Like most people don't care about it. Eat corned beef and cabbage, which is easy to cook and delicious. You have delicious cocktails you know you just hang out there's no stress it's a day off from lent you get like a dispensation real or just uh, pressure to get hammered on saint patrick's day no i feel like new year's is the pressure to get hammered that is also a high pressure hammered yeah i don't like that there are expectations there's no expectations on saint patrick's day at all shamed if you don't drink too many jameson's on saint no nobody cares about you (laughs) they just care about themselves having a good time so I am. I also have to say happy birthday to my nephew and godson, who has the best birthday ever, and uh, he's a big fan of the show. And I have to say, I tried to make. I, I needed to accommodate our strapped circumstances. They were out of cabbage at the store, but I happened to get to the store when they had just gotten a stock of corned beef. But I didn't know that it was a new stock. I thought that everybody had cleaned off the shelves and just left the corned beef because they weren't Irish. So I bought like four of them. And then later when I found out that it was just like, I just arrived and I was basically hoarding, I felt a little bad, but they are going to last till like May. So I'm happy with that. They're rationing stuff at the stores. Is there only putting certain Well, that would have been okay. Yeah. I would have respected it. I just didn't understand what was going on, but they were out of cabbages. I'm sorry to say. So I had to buy bags of coleslaw and I'm going to harvest the cabbage. It's not going to be the same, but you know, basically the same. You got to do what you got to do. I <laughs> went and bought 1,200 restaurant napkins because they had no paper towels, but they did have the industrial-sized yeah. napkins that a restaurant buys at Sam's Club. Sam's Club is the place to go if you can bump somebody's card. Although, you walk around in there, it gets kind of warm. I'm wearing my sweatshirt. I start to sweat a little, and then people start looking at me. I'm going, I'm sweating. <laughs> I have to go hang out in the cooler for a few minutes. And people don't want to scratch their faces either. So they're walking around making funny, trying to scratch their face by wiggling their face around. Yeah. It's very stressful shopping in these situations where you don't want to be suspected and then hauled off to a quarantine center. I went shopping well before this people started panicking like that. I mean, well before. So I have a ton of stuff and I've just been telling my husband, like, let's just eat at restaurants and go to the store every day until that stuff's gone and not use our stores, which still they won't last. I mean, I didn't go bananas like people who are literally afraid of piles of bodies getting burned in the <laughs> like they they were saying that about China. And I'm I'm believing now that all that video out of China which I avoided anyway because it was so panic is just so panicked and I just thought if they weren't if people weren't getting videos out of China in desperation for being forced to have abortions all those years but all of a sudden during the most dictatorial period in modern times 
Chinese people are getting video out in the most controlled media environment. Now I think that they were sending us a video that said, oh, there are bodies being burned. This is the worst pandemic ever. It's The government isn't even admitting it, that that was just a way to give us validation that this thing is real. Because if you look around your town, your city, your state, you're not seeing that. No, we're certainly not seeing that right now. We are seeing more and more praise of China's model for handling this and an urgency for us to implement even stricter and stricter measures, which we are doing by the day. Well, we're certainly doing a lot of the stuff that I thought we would have to do during this election year, even before the coronavirus was a sparkle in Bill Gates' eye, which is massive monetary and fiscal stimulus just to kick this crazy can down the road through the election. And boy, have we gotten that. I I will just say we got eight. Uh, They're talking about yesterday. I think we reported that the Fed cut rates down to zero. Basically, I got another uh, I got a tweet from somebody. I didn't follow up on it yet that they're cutting the reserve ratio. So if a bank is allowed to lend out 100 for every 10 it has on the books and the bank just and the government just gave them another 10 and that expands the money supply by whatever 10 times the new money. If they reduce that fractional reserve requirement from 10 to 5, that could double the money supply without really being on anyone's radar. Plus, they're buying debt to the tune of $700 billion, which is monetary stimulus, and they just announced $850 billion of actual government spending, which is fiscal stimulus, including $1,000 to each person, except for millionaires, Mnuchin said. So clearly, this is just a simple redistribution of wealth from the richer people to the poorer people. And if if Obama was trying to do this, this would not be news to the people listening to me. It would be people would be up in arms. But hashtag it will take a Republican. Is this what Trump was talking about when he was talking about writing checks this morning? Yes. Yeah. And it's what Tulsi Gabbard and Mitt Romney peddled the last few days. So what do people who are now in a crunch, what are their alternatives? Because right now, people who are looking for jobs, who don't have jobs, who have kids, that's something they desperately need. One of the alternatives I, I would suggest is that Amazon and Kroger and probably other companies as well are hiring across the country because they need people to stock the shelves to keep up with the demand. So there are opportunities in those organizations. There might be some in others as well. But people who, who don't know what to do right now, some sort of universal basic income is something that they might not have previously been in support of. But right now, in desperation, they need it. It's definitely one of the many, many agenda items people tweeted at me over the past 24 hours. I just threw out the question, what are the COVID-19 agenda items that are being ticked off? And UBI is definitely one of them. It's something that they wanted to kind of get that wedge in, a thousand it starts out with, but it could be more. These, This government response is so grossly regressive from the fact that it's going to drive wages down because it's going to increase unemployment. It's going to destroy small businesses. The only people who are going to be left standing are people, big companies or the occasional small company, but mainly big companies in extremely good financial condition to get through this and then take all that access to capital markets that they alone have and buy assets at fire sales, scoop up these employees who were perfectly good helping the little guy. And then it'll just, it'll be just like 1929, this concentration of wealth at the top. That's just one of many big, big changes I see coming out of this. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of societal wide changes if this really does extend through the summer, like they're saying it will. Like 
that's like four to six months or so. People don't know how to work from home. That's another aspect of it. People don't know how to be ho- how to homeschool. Kids haven't learned to homeschool. It's an accountability that people have never had to hold themselves to before. And there's going to be a, an adjustment period. And it's going to be interesting, the learning curve that goes on there and how that also affects business. Because I, I would say that they're probably not going to be as productive because people just aren't trained in working from home because it's not easy. And I think that there's going to be stress on the system. So on the internet system, they're going to maybe yeah. result in calls for 5G. You're you're going to, people have been asking me, like, what are you watching on Netflix? I'm like, well, try to da- upload or download movies because when that stuff goes down, you're going to want a few things on your hard drive. I actually would recommend for 60 bucks getting like a terabyte or two G drive and ordering it from Amazon if that's the only way to get it and just start downloading movies because you might be in a crunch in the middle of the night. Use that bandwidth. Yeah. Something interesting about Netflix. See, Netflix right now is one of the few media that has the entire attention of our country right now. Everybody is either watching the news or they're watching pandemic on Netflix or outbreak on Netflix. Contagion. Yeah, contagion. And Netflix just announced a new virtual. But virtual party, you can watch Netflix and you can like have a little like uh, FaceTime, have a little screen up there of your buddy so you guys can watch the show together, even though you're apart. It's interesting when you look at the founding of Netflix and who the founder was, the first CEO. Do you know who it was? No. His name is Mark Rudolph or Randolph. Mark Randolph was the one of the co-founders and the first CEO of Netflix and he also happens to be Edward Bernays's nephew. Oh, I, I think we've talked think about we this have talked before. About this. I didn't remember it, but right. when I was looking right. at Me Netflix neither. and how it's, I mean, this is a device right now that can just feed propaganda directly into a large right. pub, the, the American I wondered why it didn't go under those few times that like it really looked like it was going to Betamax itself. Yeah, the mind control box by Edward Bernays's nephew. Wow, the nephew of Freud. That's right. Very interesting. So the just so something you said about like how long will this go on? I wanted to point out that it just came out. Was it Fauci, who sounds just like Dr. Marvin Monroe from The Simpsons? You know, the guy who's like, well, this is a very serious pandemic. Yeah. It's exactly like the Simpsons guy. It's kind of funny. So they they were saying that it would be, I believe it was. Some something out of the administration, Pence or whatever, was saying that it looked like we were 45 days out from the peak. And that would actually, it's St. Patrick's Day, that would coincide pretty exactly with the Event 201 flashpoint, which I have been saying for a long time is May 1st. And that's what that is. It's May 1st. The 45th day is May 1st? Roughly, Roughly. yeah, right? Yeah, March 17th plus 45 is probably around May one. Yeah. So that's just happens to be like, there are just so, so many parallels there. But the biggest one is that this thing was orchestrated by the World Economic Forum, whose stated purpose, it just reiterated this on its 50th anniversary, is to make public-private partnerships on a global basis. It is worldwide fascism. And I think Mike Pence came out and said, what we really need to do to get this testing to work is to expand public-private partnerships. I mean, that was right out of the Johns Hopkins Event 201 call to action. I mean, it's getting exhausted. It was right out of the Contagion script as well. You could have cut and paste clips from that Contagion movie, put it in the news right now. 
Exact same. And that was nine years ago that movie came out. Well, the agendas are... So- oh, really? The public-private partnership? That was first and foremost. In Contagion? Yeah. Funny. I wonder who paid for that. You know, Mnookin is a big... Mnuchin, he calls it, but I... I, I don't know. I've heard. I know people with that name who say Manukin. But can he, I say something else about the virtual working, working from home? Mm-hmm. They've been pushing the use of this Zoom app. It was a top trend yesterday on Google. Put a virtual background at work to make it better. So a virtual background is you can basically deep fake yourself into any environment with somebody else, so that it looks like you're not by yourself. Looks like you're with people to the people who are looking at you. And it was also promoted by Biden, who did a virtual town hall that was just a complete disaster because when you talk on these things it switches back and forth whoever's talking whoever's making noise the microphone can go back and forth to and somebody's baby started crying who had set the link up and so it went away from biden and it went to a baby crying so you see biden's face and you hear in the background and it was a complete disaster and the connection was terrible but it still promoted this Zoom app. And the next day, it's trending at the top of Google. I'm seeing articles in the New York Times about the Zoom app. And we've used Zoom before. But I was curious as to why that one in particular was being propagated. So I looked up some security flaws in it. And eight months ago, there was what cybersecurity experts say was a major security flaw in that it enabled people to easily hack your camera and get access to your camera without you having any idea and have indefinite access to your camera on your computer. So it's an app where they're telling everybody in the country to use it where they're at home and people are going to be sitting there with nothing else to do. And this thing is easily hackable. And as far as I know, it wasn't fixed because the people who work at the company say that it wasn't cybersecurity flaw, that it was a convenience thing because of a one-click system for simplicity that they have and that they weren't changing it. And as soon as like last week, this was still a problem for a lot of people. And it wasn't like a minor thing. It was like a huge security flaw and a huge controversy. And so I looked up the company and it's strange. Now, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know if there's anything there, but the fact that this Zoom app is being pushed, that it's so easily hackable, according to cybersecurity experts, and that the person who is the CEO and founder of it is a guy who immigrated from China when he was 22 years old and is a Chinese billionaire, Eric Yan. I just find that interesting with all the conflict going on with China right now. Now, maybe he's not a communist. Maybe he's a capitalist completely. I don't know, but I would well, like I to be, find I out consider more con- China fascist. They have like private billionaires that work hand in hand with government monopolies. And yes, I think there's going on behind the scenes with China, although Trump stuck his foot in it. What an idiot by calling it the China coronavirus or China virus. Yeah, it was just so stupid. I highlighted this a couple of weeks ago when a U.S. lawmaker said that and then like Elon Omar batted it back at him or whatever, that it was just the most stupidest thing to say who would ever say that. I mean, it was clearly baiting. It's clearly a distraction. This, this, when the Democrats are like yelling about, Rob Reiner came out and denounced Trump's reaction. They're all, all on the same page. The White House's directive on how to deal with the coronavirus starts with, starts with the number one item in big, bold block letters. It says, listen to and follow the direction of state and local authorities. And in many of the articles you will read, the states are coordinating with each other, with the feds, mayors. It is a way to just completely take out all the subsidiarity, all the layers of government. We have absolutely 
no control over our governments, clearly a dictatorship. I'm sure they have emergency power somewhere we didn't even know about that allow them to close down businesses. People are tweeting at me. They, what right do they have to close down businesses that are breaking no laws? This is pre-crime. It's war powers, like you mentioned a few weeks ago. You brought that up. They're going to be well. They said those. it twice in Event Two Hundred One. They want a war footing and they want martial law. Yeah, that's what they want, and that's what they're getting. And you can see that in the headlines today, as well. And and all the stimulus, all the stuff that they're doing. I mean, that's just what we're seeing on the surface. I mean, who knows what they've really got uh, cooking up in those those huge, huge bills. These bills, this fiscal stimulus, this eight hundred and fifty billion dollars. If I recall correctly, I think it is bigger than both the Obama and the Bush bailouts from two thousand eight. If you'll remember, like two thousand eight and two thousand nine, were these huge near trillion dollar uh, blockbuster omnibus spending bills that these guys, or it wasn't an omnibus spending bill; it was a special like TARP or whatever. But if I recall correctly, this is bigger even than that. And that, again, it's like it will take a Republican. If the Democrats were single-handedly trying to do this, there would be a lot more pushback. But it's so much worse than just spending big money. I mean, they have literally commanded us to be in house arrest, and we have to take it. I mean, to the point where I read an article about some guy in Puerto Rico who said that he could go to jail for walking to the beach Denmark supposedly just passed a law allowing forced vaccinations. Yeah, it's getting more extreme. It's going to get more and more totalitarian because now China's being held up. This is the model. It worked. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what they're into. Something crossed Uh, my mind that separating people is also something that might be done if you think you're going to get attacked with some sort of bomb. So masses of people aren't in one place at one time. If the number has gotten down to 10 if you're breaking up the number of people, that's something that, that people would do if they were trying to prevent mass casualties. I yeah, but I can't imagine this pathocracy is trying to I'm prevent not, I'm not mass saying, casualties. I'm saying that that is also a strategy that would be used. And there's definitely something more that's going on than just coronavirus right now and getting these regulations put in. I well, I, I do think that this is, as you said, a drill. Basically, I'm not yeah. saying you said this was a drill, but like. The Event 201 was a live simulation, and I think this is a drill gone live. And and I don't think there isn't a virus you could identify as a novel coronavirus that emerged in 2019. I think that there is. I think there's often, I mean, I think there's a novel influenza virus every single solitary year. Don't yeah. they say that they are the vaccine is from last year's flu, so it won't always work on this year's flu? Yeah. Because it morphs every single year. That's why they call it the novel whatever. Yeah. That just means new. And so when they were talking about Event 201, it was definitely a novel coronavirus 2019. I mean, that has to be yeah. what it was. So uh, so I got people are saying, oh, I just wanted one more thing on Mnuchin. He also said that you had 90 days extra to pay your taxes and that uh, and also uh, just so if people are following this, the Dow did dip below 20,000 today. It did come back after that, but below 20,000. Event 201 said global markets would be down 20 to 40%. So from the peak of the Dow, that would be 18,000. I'm not calling a bottom at 18,000. I'm just saying this stuff is tracking. Yeah. It is tracking. And oh, here's another thing that nobody's going to talk about. Just 
bloop, slipped right in. FISA was extended without reform for another few months. So really? this was the kind of thing people are like, oh, yeah, Trump's totally going to defend our privacy, whatever. And I'm like, mm, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it that yeah. this guy is an anti-globalist, <laughs> you know, that a conservative by any measure. And people are mad at me. They're like, you're a hater. I'm like, I'm a hater. What are you talking about? This guy is presiding over a massive dictatorship of unprecedented proportions. He's getting states and localities to all get together and deprive you of your most basic fundamental rights to walk out the door of your house for doing absolutely nothing wrong. And this is what the left has been begging for the whole time. He's not yeah. doing enough. So I, I don't know who I'm supposed to, you know, which is the lesser of two evils. There is not, it is max evil. It seems to be both sides agree that this is war and that strict war measures need to be taken. So they're on the same page there. Well, I mean, that, that is definitely what is the practical impact of this is that we're, we're acting like war. But even worse than that, at least in war, you wait for the air raid signal. You can walk around other than that. It's really sick. And I mean, I don't even know how to think about it. Oh, but I did want to add this little like theoretical item. So I'm reading this book, this Kaczynski book, which I shouldn't throw it around to, even though I'm sure it was like brought to my attention in the mainstream for some reason. I probably shouldn't just throw that out too easily. But its name is Technological Slavery. And he brings up an interesting point that I never thought about before. And it is that... He says that technology cannot be controlled. So they think they control it, but they can't. So I'm seeing like these evil overlords, they're implementing using technology because they think it will help them maintain the hierarchy. When you read the report from Iron Mountain from the 60s, they're talking about without the threat of war, how do we maintain the hierarchy? Because I think the hierarchy as it is, is an outdated structure, like it wouldn't exist if it weren't actually promoted by the people in power right now to keep it in situ like that. So they're trying to think of substitutes for war to keep the hierarchy in power. Obviously, the coronavirus is one of them, but they use technology to, they think that they're going to, that by controlling the technology, they can actually control that, that hierarchy, keep it in place. And it's and I was connecting two things with the Kaczynski book and and I had read Tragedy and Hope a long time ago, Carol Quigley's book. In the beginning of that, I've never been able to find the passage, so maybe it was deeper in than I thought. It said that a big way to keep that power at the top is to disconnect future generations from past generations, to disconnect children from parents. And a great way to do that is technology, like the birth control pill, which completely allowed a younger generation to abandon parents' millennia-old values, perhaps millennia-old, depending on your society. So technology disconnects the past from the present, but Kaczynski seems to be implying that technology also disconnects the present from the future. So they think that they can control it, but they really cannot, and that ultimately the technology will may be uncontrollable by human beings like at all. I stopped watching that because it was so brutal. Well, but yeah, robots yes, are uncontrollable. I think that's right. Yeah. So I, I just feel like 
It's an interesting concept because I never really think of it that way. I think of this as being controlled. Obviously, the World Economic Forum and Bill and Melinda Gates and Johns Hopkins, for starters, got together and this is happening and the world's politicians and media and stuff are getting in line behind it. And yeah. it looks like they have control. And maybe they do have control right now. But I just think it's an interesting wrinkle to suggest that they may get eaten by their own babies. Absolutely. There's theories that the Earth has blown itself up seven or eight times already because of technological advances and restarted again, only to build itself back up and do the same thing all over again because the technology gets out of control. Maybe. Maybe. So should I tell you what people think are on the agenda item? What, what about the soccer star? The headlines about the soccer star. Was that on your list? We talked about how they were going to start talking about that young people can get sick and die too because they need to scare young people to try to get them to stay in also. But that, see, to me, that's how you know this thing isn't as bad as they're saying. Right. Kids get sick. You're, there's no cold or flu that kids are immune to. Yeah. I mean, they get it. They've not been exposed to this stuff at all. They, they get sick and they knew they had to say that kids didn't get sick because we would notice anytime there's a flu outbreak, we all have our kids home. Right. But you can get sick. You can get a small fee. What they're saying is you can get you don't have to have any symptoms and it can be just very minor. And and, you know, kids, it's not affected by it. But, yeah, you're right. When they get the flu, they're just as sick as everybody else. They look no, just, I'm just they saying die, we would but. know we would know this is unlike any other flu season or flu that we're told about in that when the flu is going around, you know it because it's in your house. And this isn't. Yeah, well, this story about the soccer coach, was, uh, the headline was 21-year-old soccer coach dies due to coronavirus. Then it opens up, the first paragraph talks about how he was killed by coronavirus. And then it completes the sentence by saying he also happened to be battling leukemia at the time. Okay, so he didn't die of the coronavirus. Or he's just an extremely vulnerable subset, which is what we all knew about all these viruses. He died of leukemia. Yeah, and leukemia... Isn't leukemia, doesn't that affect your white blood cell production? So I, I would think it's a fundamental, it's a bone marrow disease, I think. I mean, it's a blood disease, but I believe it's, maybe I might be wrong, but I think that that goes to the immune system directly. They'll do anything to inflate these numbers right now because they are doing a policy of, they want more fear. They want people to be afraid, just like the crisis communication manual stuff we talked about. It's going to get to the point, it probably won't get this far, but it's like, Man who tested positive for coronavirus, shot three times, dies that <laughs> night in the hospital with coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, don't for do sure. anything to class. All these well, old they, people that are dying, they're just leaving in this nursing home. Like 45 of the people who've died in America are all from the same nursing home. They've just been left in there, isolated. Their families aren't allowed in. They're implementing a policy across the country where people aren't allowed to go into these nursing homes. And they're not giving these people care. That's why yeah, people that, are dying. That, yeah, absolutely. That would kill people right away. So these, so let me, let, I, I wanted to read off some of these agenda items that people yeah, were tweeting. So I would just say, I didn't write down who said what. So let's just say this fascism, public-private partnerships, that's what it is. State coordination, uh, internet lockdown. I would say maybe because of the bandwidth stresses, 
somebody said internet lockdown, but I think it might could be triggered either by foreign disinformation, conspiracy theories, or the stress on the bandwidth from having everybody go online. And they'll yeah. say non-essential internet communications or two-way internet communications will be limited. So I would tell people, listen to this show, we may insert, if we're having a bad time at the internet, we might have to put some other material up and not do a live show one of these days. You'll know why. Uh, small business shakedown, media purge, just like the small business thing where you could actually take out anybody who isn't completely plugged into the system. Speaking uh, of media purge, yeah. Facebook, mm -hmm. Reddit, and Google got together and, and Microsoft and LinkedIn and YouTube all got together and issued a joint statement on misinformation yesterday, which is, they say it's unprecedented for them to get together like that, but they did it to <laughs> reassure customers and flag the potential for misinformation about COVID-19 on all their platforms. What they said was, we're looking, we're working closely together on the COVID-19 response efforts. We're helping millions of people stay connected while also jointly com combating fraud and misinformation about the virus, elevating authoritative content on our platforms and sharing critical updates in coordination with the government healthcare agencies around the world. We invite other companies to join us to keep the online community safe. This is just like the unified messaging effort prior to World War I, where these public-private partnerships got together and they echoed the same message from all angles. Yeah, I, I'm sure there are many parallels with the war approach yeah, and this war absolutely. footing. We, uh, I think we're going to move to a more virtual life and under those kind of yeah. controls it's not going to have the kind of freedom we have right now yeah. it's going to disconnect communities disconnect communities like that just by doing it that way and and that birds of a feather thing the ai you would have more and more of your relationships online which may be less and less actual human beings right. certainly it's attacking religion. I mean, they're going to stop masses. The Russian church, from what I read in Russia, said that the alcohol content in communion wine absolutely kills viruses, and they're doubling the amount of communion wine that they're <laughs> giving out. I, I'm, I'm tempted to actually convert based on that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, increased control, generally massive fiscal and monetary stimulus during an election year. Someone else said it's a good demonstration of clean air, and it actually will be. And I'll tell you, if you're a chemtrail watcher and they're shutting down all the airports, air, airlines, there should be natural weather a coming. Just saying. There I mean, go. that would be an advantage. Healthcare overhaul, which you said from the very beginning, UBI, universal basic income, which is the wedge in the door of that. Uh, to spark a recession, to uh, allow mandatory vaccinations, which looks like Denmark is taking that road, to prohibit end-to-end -end encryption. I thought that was a good one. To hurt Trump, which I don't prohibit agree with. Prohibit end-to-end encryption. That would prevent yeah. it from being secure, right? Yes. Okay. So they, I don't think there is end-to-end -end encryption, but it's certainly a legal battle that's going on right now. And they could... If in a war, you can kind of do whatever you want. And then as Ron Paul's great article of yesterday, I think, said that they take your freedom away, their freedoms, your liberties away, you're not getting them back. You never get them back. It's it's called like, I think it was, oh, I love him so much, Bob Higgs, who wrote like the Leviathan and then Beyond Leviathan. He's a great libertarian writer. And he pointed out that every crisis makes Leviathan big government bigger and it never gets smaller, but crisis makes big government bigger and it stays bigger. Someone else suggested world government. 
uh, additional bailouts, gun grabs. And, you know, bailouts do not really bail out the little guy. They bail out the huge guy. And the little guy does die, you know, does go under in these circumstances. It's real. It's highly regressive. Again, gun grab, obviously, media suppression, um, by the way, is triggered by two things, government protests and conspiracy theories. So all the stuff you think you're doing (laughs) to resist, they're using as an excuse to crack down. Homeland Security Act 2.0, one person suggested, and 9-11 times a thousand. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. The protest aspect of it with people doing social distancing and they're now recommending not having 10, 10 or more people together in one place now, I think is the last number that I heard. It's going to force people to exclusively protest and disrupt using the digital herd, sending droves of people to websites. But because so many people are relying on the Internet, like you just pointed out, the virtual world, it'll be easier to crash people's websites with these digital herds. And if you look at the First Amendment, they are attacking every element of the First Amendment. Assembly, petition, I would say, to the extent that it's in actual physical space, the the freedom of speech, even religion, I would say. They are really attacking religion, freedom of religion. They are forbidding me. My priest had mass. He said, oh, they said 500 people just... Half, half the parish didn't show up, so we're fine. We're fine as long as people don't show up. But if they make 10 people, I mean, he'd have to like say a mass every half an hour. I mean, it wouldn't even work. Where does the choir stand? Are they six feet apart from each other? Oh, yeah, the choir. We could, yeah, I you, mean. You watch CNN, the people are sitting on opposite sides of the table. Everybody's making sure they demonstrate the Modeling, yes, social de- yes. Yeah. It's crazy. And, you know, a quick, a quick thing. And I'll have some more alien stuff tomorrow because I, I found a few alien things. Somebody had requested some alien talk, and I always like talking about aliens. But more than three-fifths of Brits are afraid that their future will be invaded by aliens. In a study of 2,000 adults, half of them believe that aliens exist and think that the planet should be preparing itself for an attack within the next 50 years by the year 2070. Interesting. Well, I I think did, was that the person who said that we should uh, take a, a sabbatical from coronavirus talk? Maybe I have a little more variety wearing, tomorrow. Even if you're not infected by the coronavirus, you're infected by it because it's the only thing in the news right now. It's the only thing anybody in any industry is talking about because it's affected everything. And I think that well, some that's are, maybe a signal that there's stuff going on that we should yeah, be paying attention to. That Pfizer point. thing, for example. So let me dig a little deeper for great tomorrow. Point. And I'll bring another alien story tomorrow. See if oh, we good. can change it up a little bit while still giving the necessary information about the coronavirus. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com at 4 p.m. or on your favorite podcasting platform with a Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to y'all tomorrow.